Welcome to Mind Your Own Business with Mike and Matt. It's January, and we're all looking ahead and hoping that our businesses will be all they can be this year. So today, the guys are going to show us a really great exercise for reflecting on the past year and planning for the year to come to make sure we're really ready for everything 2019 is going to bring. You know, Matt and I, a number of years ago, when we had our company, Netland, we always used to do New Year's resolutions. And after a while, we realized that those resolutions really didn't mean a hell of a lot. And so we started to think, well, what could be more meaningful? And both of us came up with this reflections uh, for the past year and uh, the outlook for the next year. And here we we gave it uh, a little more meaning. So we came up with this template. And over the last several years, and Matt, you can talk about this, we actually have been presenting this to a variety of networking groups. Right. So we, um, we probably uh, present this on average about 10 a year, 10 different groups, and uh, we always get a great response. I always think it's, you know, when you have your own business, it's easy to uh, just go from one day to the next you know, and be focused on whatever the month, quarter, whatever. But uh, I think it's always important to look back, what did you accomplish? And what do you want to accomplish in the coming year? I think this is just the, and the end of the year is always a great time to step back and say, how'd I do? What did I do? What was I proud of? What was I disappointed about? Uh, and what do I want to improve for next year? And actually, the, the, see, the very interesting thing about this simple reflections, uh, looking back and looking forward, is it's really a business plan. It's really the time, because if you um, are happy with what you accomplished, what are you going to do with that in, 2000, in the coming year? You want to do more of that. And if you are disappointed in anything in particular, what are you going to do? You're going to learn your lesson and basically try and not be disappointed and do something else. And so in essence, as we work through this, when, and we talk about the individual components, it really begins to form a business plan for the coming year. You know, it's a funny story. The way the, the, uh, pre pre birth of this very podcast, the day I met, uh, Michael at a networking group, he was giving this two years ago, was giving this exercise. Ah. And so this was my first introduction to you guys was doing this two years ago, and I didn't do it last year. So um, I'm excited. I think what we're going to do is is talk through the form so everybody listening can can play along at home and be thinking about this. And then afterwards, maybe the three of us, um, because uh, as you all know as listeners, in addition to doing this podcast, we are all small business owners ourselves, um, are going to do it for you and, and talk about what what our answers are for all of these questions for the end of the year. And the nice thing about this uh, exercise is only four questions, which, uh, Michael, do you want to sure. just reiterate what they are? Sure. So the first one is, what do you feel were yours and your company's most significant professional accomplishments this past year? Now, you can answer that question for yourself personally. If you are just the, uh, the entrepreneur, the owner of the company, and you're a one-man one band, but you can also, if you're working in a larger company, basically break this out with your personal accomplishments and the company's accomplishments. 
Now, the second part of this is real another just sort of the opposite. What do you feel were yours and your company's most significant professional disappointments this past year? Again, if it's just you, it's a simple answer. If it's you and your company, well, you can come up with two answers. So, and then the next part is really internal reflections, which I happen to like. Um, and this, I always, this question always is, uh, I, I find intriguing. What's the one thing that if you stop doing in the next 12 months will make you a more effective CEO, owner, or employee of your company? What's the thing you should stop doing? Correct. That's interesting. And to put that so one first. it could be wasting time. It could be doing something that you should be delegating. I don't know. Whatever it happens to be. And then the next question is sort of the opposite of that. What's the one thing if you start doing in uh, 2019 will make you a more effective CEO, owner, or partner employee of your company? Now, actually, they can be one and the same. They could be one and the same. But they could also be different. I think that's the interesting part of it is of that yin-yang structure you have is, is trying to make them different, trying to come up with two different things and not just saying, you know, I'm going to start doing, I'm going to stop doing this and I'm going to start not doing that or whatever it is, you know. Exactly. But everybody has their own way of answering it. And then the last part. Now, this part is really, I, I, we owe this to Matt because, you know, all well and good. We've worked on accomplishments, disappointments. We've worked on our internal self-reflections. But my partner here always says, okay, where are the numbers? Where are the metrics? So the question here is what are three of your professional performance objectives and milestones for the coming year? What's the specific outcome and result? And when is a date to be completed? In essence, if you take all of these, these four questions and you take this per, the uh, objectives and milestones, you actually, as I've said earlier in the conversation, it's a business plan. It's that one piece of paper that you can put on your, on your desk and it's, I call it an action plan. And through the year, you can keep looking at this and remind yourself, what's working, what's not working, and can you give it some metrics? And we're going to put uh, a link to this exercise um, on uh, the Facebook and Twitter uh, feeds for this show. So everyone listening at home, you can look at this, be reminded, um, and do this yourself. And as I said, I think it's a really incredibly valuable exercise. And just to demonstrate, and I haven't prepared for this enough, so I'm really in the moment here with this, but I think the three of us are going to go around the table and answer all of these questions for our for our companies, which are of course Voice of Reason Consulting and Citizen Racecar, which is a, a company that produces podcasts and videos uh, for a number of clients, not just the ones you're listening to. Um, so, who wants to start? You guys want to? I can. I'll start. Um, so, uh, what's uh, what do I feel was mine and my company's most significant professional accomplishments this past year? Um, I think uh, growing our business by 35, 40% was uh, a great thing for um, myself and, and, our, and our firm. Um, that's, you know, that's a hard, hard to beat that example. I can't think of anything better than that. Well, we've been doing that <laughs> since 2010. So uh, this is 2018 uh, in terms of the growth of our consulting practice really was uh, a great accomplishment. So what's my, uh, what's my most significant disappointment for the company or, and myself? Well, it's, it's, you know, somewhat continues to be similar uh, every year, which is, you know, when we work with clients and we believe 
Well, whenever we work with a client, we always look at their business like, what would we do if it was our business? And as consultants, you know, we can advise, we can encourage, we can cajole, we can nag. But at the end of the day, you know, the owner makes the decision. And it's uh, always frustrating and sometimes somewhat painful for us when we know we're giving the right advice and it's not taken. And that's, you know, continues to be a uh, disappointment uh, every year. And do you think that's a, how do you address that? Is that a finding new ways to communicate, new ways to get your point across? Yeah, yes, for sure. And I think also trying to get the uh, client to understand your goal is X. And if you keep doing this, you're not going to get the X. So it's, but, it, you know, there are always other uh, issues and things to consider. And we always have to remember that it's not our business. You know, we, we do the best we can, and we try to give the best advice we can. And uh, at, at the end of the day, uh, the, the client should, is, should and does make their own decision. Um, I'll just continue for a moment accomplishments, though Matt and I are partners, and although I certainly share the accomplishments and disappointments that he's mentioned, I think for me, uh, actually one of the best accomplishments of 2018 was doing this podcast. I think it's just absolutely been wonderful. Uh, it's, we've, um, I love it when people uh, I meet uh, in the street or I see in meetings say, hey, that was a great podcast. You know, when's the next one? Couldn't be happier about that. And a disappointment uh, might be that um, we're still in the beginning stages of doing this. We've had a great start in 2018. Uh, I'm very delighted and very pleased about it. Now it's your turn, David. Well, gosh. Okay, so <clears throat> professional accomplishments. I, two immediately spring to mind. Um, one is that um, I was uh, able to secure um, financing in a more significant way than I had in the past uh, by means of a, of a bank loan. Um, and I was able to grow and, and expand some capabilities that way. Um, and the process of, of doing that, of applying for that, really proved that my, um, that my books were in order, that the, the, the numbers, the arrows, looked like they were pointed in the right direction, or I wouldn't have been able to do it. And so that, I'm not a natural bookkeeper by any stretch of the imagination, but just that I... Um, that that really felt like an accomplishment. It felt like I'd moved things into a new stage of of being a business person, and um, also um, breaking into a new vertical. Um, I signed my first educational client uh, this year, and that's a space that I've really been uh, wanting to move into um, into working with schools. Um, and it yielded a fantastic portfolio piece, and I'm really optimistic to be able to grow in that vertical uh, in the coming year. So those are two things I'm really proud of. And the disappointment? Disappointments. Well, gosh. Um, I think that um, there were a couple of clients uh, that I've had for several years who I was hoping to be moving into more of a sort of uh, long-term retainer kind of relationship where there was a certain amount of work. You know, we're, we're, we're working together in, instead of in a piecemeal basis on a more sustained way. And uh, I was really hoping to convert them to that kind of uh, situation this year, and I, was, I wasn't able to do that. And so that was a little bit disappointing. So I'm glad that uh, we're doing this because when Matt and I do this with the networking groups that we've done over the last several years, we 
constantly interject and say things like, well, you've a, this is a great accomplishment. How can you build on that accomplishment? And so in, in reference to you, David, you know, how can you build on that accomplishment? And when we talk about the disappointment, where you're talking about not being able to convert certain situations into recurring revenue, which we all know in the service business is really the ultimate goal, then, you know, you have to come up with a plan to basically think of that, how can you do that? And so really, in essence, once again, I know I'm repetitive, but this is the business plan. This is what you can think about what really you want to accomplish in 2019. We'll be back with much more of our year-end roundtable right after these quick messages. Welcome, fans of Auditory Entertainment. I'm Austin, Senior Vice President of Applied Transduction and Crossfading here at the R&D Department at Race Car Radio's World Headquarters. We couldn't be more thrilled to tell you that Mind Your Own Business is being sponsored by Audible, the world's biggest and best provider of audiobooks. And guess what? You can get a free audiobook by signing up for a no-obligation 30-day trial by going to audibletrial.com M-Y-O-B. And you can choose from any one of their amazing collection of audiobooks. Ah, it looks like we're getting a call from Matt on the book recommendation line. Matt, is that you? Yeah. Hey, good morning. What book are you recommending today? Yeah, so I listened to this book oh, probably three years ago, but uh, never forget it. It's called Never Eat Alone and Other Secrets to Success, One Relationship at a Time by Keith Ferrazzi. And uh, I think it gives you a way to view the world as a wealth of opportunities, whether you're maybe even walking down the street, in the, in the subway, at a restaurant. If someone is looking to build their business or contacts, it's a great book. Ah, thanks, Matt. That book, again, was Never Eat Alone and Other Secrets to Success, One Relationship at a Time, by Keith Ferrazzi and narrated by Richard Harries. That's just one of an amazing collection of audiobooks that you can choose from. Just go to audibletrial.com slash MYOB to sign up today for a 30-day trial membership. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash MYOB. If you're enjoying this show, you might also like some of the other podcasts on Race Car Radio. For instance, try London's New York. Tour guide, historian, and socialist agitator Dan London takes you on a deep and opinionated trip through some parts of New York City that are a little to the side of the usual tourist trail, and through the extraordinary, rich, and divisive history of one of the greatest cities in the world. I guarantee you it's a view of New York City that you've never heard before. Listen and subscribe now to London's New York at racecarradio.com. And now, back to the show. All right, so now we've done the first two parts, accomplishments, disappointments, those two questions. Now we go on to internal self-reflections, and this is the stop-start. So, uh, Matt, go again. Sure. So, um, what I want to stop doing is (laughs) saying, it's obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Because I tend, for me, as, as you might know from my past podcasts I'm, I'm the numbers guy and th- things to me that seem obvious are not necessarily obvious to other people particularly my partner and it annoys me that i have to explain it to him <laughs> so uh, i'm going to try and stop saying it's obvious and what am i going to start doing 
I'm going to try to explain more why it's obvious to me and what these numbers mean more that to the owner. Matt, that is the best I could have hoped for. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't patronize is a good note. <laughs> um, uh, Mike, you go next. Well, you know, I've had... Uh, actually, um, what I want to stop doing is probably spending propos- sending proposals too quickly. And um, I, mm, preach, I, preach the, I preach to people that you really have to do a good job of qualifying your prospect before you send them the proposal. The proposal should not be the quali- qual- qualifying factor. It should be all the work you do before that. And anyone who knows me knows that I talk about pain, budget, time frame, and decision-making process. So, I need, so what I have to stop doing is sending out those proposals too quickly. And what I have to start doing is practice what I preach. That's, I, you know, that's, I'm so surprised you say that because that's one of the things I've most learned from my work with you guys is to not send somebody a proposal unless you're 90% sure they're going to sign it. That's, uh, you know, I, I was trying to sell with proposals for years and it's just, it's, a, it's such a waste of time to spend all that time writing something if, you know, you don't know that they're on board. Yes, already. I'm sorry to disappoint you, David, but I, I promise you in 2019, I'm going to take my own advice and uh, my idol has feet of clay. That's right. And act as you do. (laughs) Um, Something I'm going to stop doing this year is neglecting sales when I'm busy with production. It's a big problem I've had since the beginning because I'm the primary sales engine and also primary production engine in my company is that when we get busy, I'm working and I don't have time to do sales and I need to cut that out. I need to make time every week, every day to do something about developing new prospects. Uh, that's, uh, so very that's a well stop said. and a start. Very well said, because that is the, this, the biggest issue as consultants, as, as providers of service we have. We're looking for business, we're doing the prospecting, and then we have to do the delivering. And balancing that is truly a very, it's not easy, that's for sure. So I, did, I actually did what I said I wasn't going to do, which is make it the same thing backwards. So I'll, I'll give another start. How about that? Which is sure. um, I'm going to start doing a much better job of financial forecasting, hmm. of thinking about thinking 6, 10, Music to my ears, 12 months down the line. Because I have a tendency as, as a creative and not a business person to, when I'm flush with money, I'm flush with money. I buy equipment. I hire people. Everything's great. And then I run out of money. And oh my God, I'm out of money. I need to be thinking ahead of, okay, you know what? I'm going to run out of money in May. I need to start thinking about that now. That's, That's really great. That, so that uh, brings us. Now, this is the best part. And also the part that I do the worst bit of managing time, which is coming up with three professional performance objectives and milestones for the coming year with specific outcome results and dates to be completed. I try to do this with the networking groups Matt and I do for about 20, 25 minutes. And in essence, when you have 10, 12 people in the room, it's almost impossible to get to this part of that because you want to give everyone time to say it. So this becomes a homework assignment. So in essence, um, since I've done this so many times, I'm going to speak for both Matt and me on this one. And, David, you'll have a choice to maybe do some homework and uh, come up with these thoughts uh, at a future date. Uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say I'm going to dive off that board because uh, we got we got a show to put out here. No, I'm gonna, I'll do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think while you're talking, and I'm gonna, I can come up with three goals. Okay, terrific. So one of the things that uh, a specific outcome and result that Matt and I are looking for is we want to do more SWATs. That's our strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Um, that is something that 
has been very effective for all of the clients that we've worked with. How many, Michael? I want to do at least one a quarter. That would mean at least four for the year. Um, the stretch goal would be two a quarter. That would be eight. That'd be great. Why, and why do you want to do more of those? Because they're particularly lucrative? Because they because develop new clients? Because they typically, we will get a client from doing that. And they're also, uh, for me, they're a lot of fun to do. It's really a deep dive into, into a company, looking at literally almost every area, including strategy, um, and what, how, from the SWAT, we come up with recommendations for the owner to reach what he says his goals are for the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah, I would agree. So uh, piggybacking on that, then uh, another outcome would be that we add one new client per quarter. So again, a stretch goal would be two. So again, uh, you mentioned earlier that we have great success with the SWAT, which leads to more business for us. So it would be great if we saw four to eight more new clients in the coming year. And then um, the last specific outcome and result is we'd love to turn this podcast into uh, producing revenue for our producer. I know him. Yes. And uh, because I want to take a moment and say how much work and how much effort goes into this podcast um, from our great and esteemed producer, David. Um, it really is, there's so much work behind the scenes that... Um, it, David makes it look easy. You know, I never realized when, you know, 45-minute podcast can take five, six, eight hours to edit. And um, that's a lot of work. So um, the goal in 2019 is to, I guess, double, triple, quadruple it to such a degree that uh, people on the street will stop us and, and say, that was, a great, that was a great podcast episode. I recognize that voice, they'll say at the coffee shop. Oh, actually, that's great. I like that. I, hey, I double, triple, and quadruple that goal. Thank you for saying that. So is it my turn? Okay, so I, um, all of that praise uh, just threw me off my uh, train of thought here. Um, so first, sales. I, I want to be... Um, not just uh, paying more attention to sales, but I want to be um, doing sales smarter and more efficiently. Um, I'm actually uh, looking very seriously at bringing in um, uh, sales help part-time. I, I have a third interview with a gentleman who might be coming on as a salesperson. Um, uh, we're, I'm meeting with him uh, next week. Um, and so I'd say that's the first goal is to be, is to be more aggressive with sales uh, across more platforms um, how do I quantify that? I guess I can quantify that in the, the, the second goal, um, which is that um, I generally, you know, third, fourth quarter, uh, every year are the busiest for me. And I generally sign three to five new clients in the second half of the year. I would like to do that. I would like to sign uh, three to five new clients in the first half of the year, as well as the second half of the year next Great. year. Um, and third, this is a stretch goal, but it's something I'm really setting for myself, is that I would like to, and I, I think everyone would probably say the same thing, but I'm going to say it out loud so it's real. I want to double my gross in two years. That is my goal. I like it. So, uh, but I did also want to bring some other things to the, to the table and figure maybe this would be a great place to get it out. I was uh, thinking about goals for 2019 just in a general sense. And I had read some things. I get so much uh, stuff to read, which I love. 
and I came up with a few that I thought would be great. So I'll read, I'll read a few, and then Matt, I'm going to ask you to, to continue reading them. So a goal for 2019. Talk to your clients to better understand their wants and needs for 2019. Improve the relationship between sales, operations, and service in your company. Know your employees better and create achievable goals and objectives for 2019. Review and document all the processes, procedures, and policies missing from your company and implement what's missing as best as you can throughout the year. Uh, improve your financial capabilities so you can better evaluate your investments in your company and measure the results. And this is one of my favorites. Build deeper relationships with your vendors and ask for their help in marketing your company's services. That's a good one. Review your networking activities and become more involved in your industry if necessary. Never stop learning. Build a reading list that expands your horizons. Take a class you've always wanted to take. And don't forget this. Spend more time with your family by automating tasks that take up too much of your time. So that was just... Uh uh, something that I had seen, I took some of it, I added uh, things that Matt and I have learned in the past, and would like to pass that on to our audience. And, um, you know, uh, this really would be a great way to start and work your way into 2019. So we'll post links to both of those things on Facebook and Twitter, um, Reflections for This Past Year and Outlook for the Coming New Year uh, worksheet, and uh, uh, Mike and Matt's goals uh, for 2019. And to wrap up, guys, I want to thank both of you. I think we've really gotten off to an amazing start with this show, and uh, I'm, uh, we've gotten some incredible feedback from our listeners, uh, people saying how valuable they think what we're doing here is, and uh, I can't wait to build on that and, uh, and get even stronger next year. David, thank you for helping us mind our own business. You know, I'm so glad that uh, you've been minding my business. Well, David, <laughs> actually, uh, we, we love Mind Your Own Business with Mike and Matt. And so uh, to my two cohorts and colleagues here, Matt, keep minding our business. And David, keep minding yours. Just mind your own business, will you, Mike? I'll try. Thanks for listening to Mind Your Own Business with Mike and Matt. The stars of the show are Mike Ganzel and Matt Plosiak of Voice of Reason Consulting, www.voiceofreasonconsulting.com. I'm David Hoffman, and I produce the show with the assistance of Austin Cologne. You can learn more about my business at citizenracecar.com. Very special thanks to Boucher and Company for hosting today's recording session. You can find them at www.boucherco.com. And remember, today's Mind Your Own Business was brought to you by Audible, where you can get the free audiobook of your choice by signing up for a no-cost 30-day membership at audibletrial.com slash M-Y-O-B. Never miss an episode of Mind Your Own Business by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and most of your other favorite podcasting apps. Find those links at racecarradio.com slash mindyourownbusiness. You can also follow us on social media at MYOB Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Mind Your Own Business with Mike and Matt is a production of Race Car Radio, racecarradio.com. <laughs>